we don't have to experience a lot of the stuff that other artists who sign go through because we produce the project ourselves. Not as far as production, but it's like uh, the writing, the music, the recording, the videos, all of that stuff. We kind of do all that stuff on our own. Yeah, Being set up that way, we it's not like like they holding our hand. We yeah. bringing a body of work to them and saying, yo, this is what it is. This mm -hmm. is what we trying to do. That process, uh, I'm pretty sure it's different for a lot of other artists. This is, this is Surf Gang on Earth Thing. And right now you listening to Testimony. A musician story. Leg out. That right. Surf Gang, the Miami duo of two convicted felons that have been saved by God's grace and now inspire others to be the you God created you to be. I sat down with 26-year-old Wolf and 28-year-old Geek backstage at the Invasion Music Awards, and they both shared with me their testimony. With me, Wolf, it was it was crazy. I grew up in church. I got baptized on my own when I was like 12, just walked up and got baptized. And then um, I ended up getting kicked out of all day county schools when I was in middle school for fighting. Mm -hmm. So my family had to move over to Broward. Even over there, I got kicked out of all Broward schools and I had to go to like a, a school program. Alternative school. Yeah, alternative um, program school for problem children or whatever. So uh, I went there, ended up getting mixed in with some of my old friends from North Miami, you know, doing credit card fraud and different things of that nature, tax invasion, stuff like that. And um, I was facing 21 years in um, federal prison. And um, yeah, and um, one, of the, one of the main sources of evidence was my older brother. And um, he... He went ahead and told them everything that he was doing and said that I was doing it with him. And um, I just saw how God was moving in my favor. He moved the judge out, gave the judge paid vacation, and moved in a white lady that was the same age as my mom and had a son the same age as me. And in some type of way, the prosecutor was related or something like that, and they had to move the prosecutor out and moved in another woman. And from there, the case just became a little bit more smoother. And it went from 21 years um, inside to five years probation and six months house arrest. And I just seen how God was being faithful to me. So I decided to start being faithful to him. I grew up in the church as well. Like my mom was a pastor. Granddad was a pastor. My dad, he was still like out in the streets, you know, on drugs and stuff like that coming up. Um, so like by the time I was always hustling, selling candy and stuff in school. By the time I hit like 13, I started getting to the streets selling uh, dope. And it just went 
from that to a whole bunch of different things. Like I, I started hustling to kind of, you know, make money for shoes, all the little things that kids may want. And it, uh, it just kept escalating in and out of jail. Uh, I made the news like at 15. It was something that incident that happened on the bus. And they had it like all over the news, like I was a wanted suspect. They basically was saying that I was a terrorist, like it was a terrorist attack or something. It was crazy because it was just like a uh, like one of the bombs, homemade bombs you make, but it wasn't supposed to blow up on the actual metro bus, mm-hmm. but it did. But nobody got hurt. But they had us on the news for that. Me and a friend of mine, and uh, I ended up being on the run for that. Um, I ended up being in jail for like burglaries. Um, selling dope, selling CDs and, and DVDs. So long story short, when I uh, I finally kind of tried to get my act together, I ended up having like three felony convictions. And um, and I told, you know, I basically wanted to live my life right and uh, pursue something different than the streets. And uh, for whatever reason, I still went back into the streets. I caught a case, how could, how could I put it, for exploiting a female, it was, like I was selling her out and stuff like that. I was out on bond for a charge that carried for a burglary charge that carried 15 years. I was fighting that case, and in the middle of that case, I caught another case with the young lady, which I was um, actually exploiting or whatever. And um, I kind of I was in jail, and I was in a place where I felt like I ran through God's grace my whole life. I knew who God was my whole life. I kept doing things that wasn't pleasing to God, and uh, I told God I was like I didn't even ask for forgiveness or anything. I just told God, you know, like. I deserve this. I'm not asking for your help. I'm just asking for you to come change me where I am. If this is what I got to do, I got to go to prison uh, for however long, then I'm accepting this as my fate. And God was faithful enough to have the, uh, the charges drop for that charge. The burglary charge, I got out on probation. I did probation for that. I did house arrest on that as well after serving like three months inside. And um, came out. I told God I was going to do the right thing, and I didn't. Started back selling dope. A guy put money on my head, like $4,000, so he had dudes out to kill me. And that's what he was paying them, $4,000 to basically have me killed. And so uh, in that situation, like I seen a lot of my homeboys who I grew up with turn on me um, for money. And it just was, I was in a position where I couldn't trust anybody yeah. at all. I was living, you know, like gun in my hand all day, every day, looking, you know, looking over my shoulder. And uh, one day I just got on my knees and cried out to God, you know, like I had dope in my pocket. I had a gun on me. I laid on my face and just kind of cried out and told God to, you know, come take care of the situation. And he did. So since then, I've been kind of faithful and just been rocking with him. It's always crazy talking to us about our different testimonies because, um, like stated, I didn't spend no time inside of jail mm-hmm. or inside of federal prison, but he did. Mm-hmm. So that I'm just saying that to say if God doesn't answer the prayer that you think you want it, it doesn't mean that he's not there for you. Mm-hmm. For me particularly, all I needed was house arrest and probation to get right. In his case, he needed some alone time, get away from his friends and different things or whatever to really focus on God. So just because God doesn't answer your prayer how you want him to doesn't mean he's not there. He's still running with you. Spark a prayer for the boys on the block. Walk a prayer for the boys on the block. Clutching that eye tight, 
make you feel like everything I but it ain't doing I know it. How done been there before? Talking two pistols on me, homie, ready for woe. Yeah. Wally boy, I'm praying for you. 30 years in the feds, ain't this plans for you? Shit, doing six weeks beat me. Mailed another week. I'm doing shows every week, but it ain't the same without beast, man. Open like a prayer for you. Carry city, man, I'm praying for you. Wolf made a great point about God knowing what they needed individually to draw them closer to Him. And just like the rest of us, he knew they both needed community. So let's find out how these two strangers became brothers and business partners. We met at a, uh, it was a business meeting held by a, a DJ in Miami, and he put the, the meeting together to kind of um, benefit the local artists. I did graphic design, Wolf did uh, videos. So he had us there to kind of help give them some good quality uh, representation. And after the meeting, Wolf walked up to me, and uh, he was like, oh, we finna be partners. And I was like, nah, bro, I don't even know you. I like, what you mean we finna be partners? He was like, well, I'ma buy your company. I'm just looking at him like, bruh. <laughs> nah, but I don't know what happened, man. A few months later, like, we ended up, you know, partnering up uh, and doing some work together. And Wolf came to me, he was like, yo, let's start a label. I was like, nah, I don't got the time, effort, or resources. I used to work for secular labels, so I knew what it took. It took a lot. So I was like, nah, I'm not jumping into nothing that I don't even have the, you know, the time or effort to put into. And uh, we did a song together. I don't know how he got me to do it. I was never a rapper. Uh, we did a song with Bane This, and it uh, got on Rapzilla, and it ended up doing like 19,000 plays yeah. within a week. And so uh, I kind of looked at it as an opportunity that I could tell my testimony through music and kind of reach people who I grew up with. And God had different plans, and, you know, things just began to go to a whole different level. For me, it just made sense. Like, the videos and graphics in the, um, in the network that we were in in Miami weren't really on point. So it's like if we have the opportunity to bring everybody's um, media to another level, it only make right for, um, makes sense for us to get together and team up. And then, like, I was doing poetry and rapping at the time, and I was like, yo, let's do music together. Like, let's make this a full force. Like, we do everything. Like, we could run the city. We could bring glory to God. And we could feed our families. Now it's nothing lacking. James 1 verse 2. Here I'm steady. Pa-
thinking Shit got hit last night, I hope he changed his life Prayers in the young and whole block died thugging Now my life is in vain If I don't teach Christ that blood on my hands Cause I'd rather please man Surf Gang has been independently distributing their music until recently when they signed with Exist Music and dropped their latest project, Initiation. Now we covered all in this blood, homie, and we came to spread the truth. Okay. He probably was in Latin, but a king nonetheless. So we swerving on them and don't need no alarm. And I left Dora Mad, I was known for that swipe. But thank God for grace, I reside with the lion. They lying hard, they ain't lying hard. That scar face to Mufasa. We spitting, homie, no llamas. And I'm going hard for my papa. Ain't coming hard with them thumpers. Like killers, flesh, shit, save his soul. I lose control. Welcome to the For the king of all kings, and we breaking our chains. For my homeboys in that fed time, my prayer closet, they headline. These thoughts in my headline. Initiation, we chose Initiation for uh, two reasons. One, it's our first, it's our debut album. So it's like our introduction. And uh, plays off of the whole surf gang thing. And uh, for two, we kind of base it around what it looked like becoming a new Christian, like getting initiated into the gang of Christianity. Uh, just going through like different things. Like you don't have to be perfect. Like the, uh, the, the intro song, just letting you know wherever you at in life, you know, you can accept God. A lot of times people feel like, oh, I got to stop smoking first. So I got to stop selling dope. I got to stop. I got to get myself right. And reality is you can't get yourself right. So, you know, come to God as you are. And through that relationship, you know, you will kind of grow closer to him and he'll start dropping that stuff and cleaning and you and purifying you from there. So we wanted to uh, bring that in. And, uh, you could kind of go um, to the rest. The label, um, the label, it, it, it just made sense because we didn't have to go out looking for this particular label. They called to us. Um, they understood what we wanted to do um, as far as creativity wise, marketing wise. They, um, they gave us a lot of control with that. And um like I said, we didn't have to go back and forth and fight about, okay, this is what we want to do. We want to be called Christian hip-hop artists. We want to yeah. do this. Like, it was, hey, yo, we love what y'all doing. We want y'all to keep doing what y'all doing. We just want to get behind y'all with the resources that we have, the connections that we have, and let's do something. So it was a couple um, I's that had to be dotted and T's that had to be crossed. But within a week or two, we was able to sign the paperwork and go for it. So it only made sense for us. When they called us, we already had, had the album, album done. done already. Yeah. yeah. So we already had the album done, and um, we were like, "We're gonna put it out on our uh, own." Yeah, we're gonna put it out on our own. Our release date was what April first or something. Yeah. Like that. So we yeah. just pushed it back a couple of um, weeks and put it out with them, and um, that was another thing. They they respected the fact that, oh, y'all got music already. Y'all working. And, yeah. Um, we like as soon as we get back to Miami, we want to start working on some more music, mm -hmm. and they respect things like that. Like they understand, like we artists, we want to put out music when we want to put it out, and um, they're not putting no strains on us. So it's like, okay. all right, cool for the time being, we could we could rock with y'all guys. Thanks. It's a little strenuous because with labels, they have to go through CEOs and this, that, and the other, and all the different paperwork. But um, it's a learning process for us. The fact that we did have this album done already when we got introduced to them was great and um they kind of see how we operate and we kind of see how they operate and for this next project that we're about to do 
We kind of know, like it yeah. is. It's kind of like you know what to expect now. But we do, like we don't, we don't have to experience a lot of the stuff that other artists who sign go through, because we produce the project ourselves. Not as far as production, but it's like uh, the writing, the music, the recording. Um, as far as like the videos, all of that stuff, we kind of do all that stuff on our own. Yeah, the grassroots, and, uh, everything. Yeah, so, so we don't have to wait on the label. Yeah, and for being different ideas being and stuff. set up that way, we it's not like. Like they holding our hand, we yeah. bringing a body of work to them and saying, "Yo, this is what it is. This mm-hmm. is what we trying to do, and how we could push forward." So that process, I'm pretty sure, is different for a lot of other artists. Our core fans, they love the movement. Um, our whole message is, you know, find your true identity in Christ, and once you do that, you're a part of the gang, surf mm-hmm. gang, um, Christianity, and um, also that you can be a Christian and still be cool. So our fan base swag. love it. Like in the Bible, it says that. You know, you don't have to be a lame. Like, mm-hmm. we was never lame. So, we cool kids. We cool Christians. So, it's like our fan base love it and they rock with it. Um, Some of the Christian hip-hop fans, they feel like it sounds too South, but we from Miami. So, we gonna sound. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> so, it's, so it's yeah. like, cool. We don't even sweat it. Like, you know. Nah, but I think the feedback has been, uh, it's been crazy. Uh, especially, it's been humbling for us, man, to see how many people are rocking with the project, tweeting out little stuff. We've been getting a lot of support from other artists and stuff like that as well. Yeah. So it's just humbling for us to see, you know, like our debut uh, album has gained some traction. testimony a musician story? Here's how. We created a Patreon account that allows you to financially support us while receiving perks. One perk is our exclusive cuts. I have one to two hour long conversations with artists and cut it down to 15 minutes. So there is a lot of great content that I simply cannot fit into one episode. Our Patreon supporters will get those exclusives. 
plus conversations with myself and partner and engineer Gary. Visit TestimonyStories.com to find the Patreon link and support our ministry. This is, this is Surf Game. In this generation, a lot of people surf the internet, surf the web, and um, they can become anybody they want to become on social media. If you want to be a pop star, you want to be a drug dealer, all you got to do is take a couple pictures, do a little Photoshop, post your pictures, and you're the man in your city. You can make um, yourself seem like So what we want people to do and encourage people to do is surf the internet, surf the Bible, and find who God called you to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that's your true yourself, identity. You know? You know? So surf game. We got help that. with the name uh, from Thizzle and uh, Marty Mar of Social Club. They helped us put the name together a little bit. And then um, a couple days later, we was thinking about it and we was like, yeah, we're going to go with it. But what does it mean? And that's what it meant to us. So you guys had a relationship with them before you came out then? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, we like honestly, like we very strategic in everything that we do. And uh, we know as artists, you can't just like appear mm-hmm. and do this. So it's like we knew a lot of people um, already before we came out at Surf Gang and came out full fledged doing music and uh, it's building relationships. Like we would cool with the uh, local promoters. We did events with them and stuff like that. And that's how we opened up opportunities for ourselves to make money, uh, bringing other artists down and, and, and performing in front of them. So I think I think it's real important to build relationships with people, not to say, hey, I like your music, let's do music together, mm-hmm. but build and get to know people before that. Yeah, it's a lot, <laughs> that's a lot of work went into but it that a lot of people don't see. Artists don't realize too, man. Whatever you get into, not just being an artist, if you want to sell fish, you got to know the ins and outs of that business before you go and invest your life savings into this. You can't, you know, walk up and say, I'm getting into real estate and dump all your money into it and not knowing what's going on. So a lot of artists, they start off trying to figure this thing out uh, versus us. We kind of had an idea how things work, how we going to make things work in our favor, connect with our brand and all that stuff laid out before we put out a project. And we'll take months off and just plan how we gonna, what we're going to do for the next year. This is how we're going to do it. This is what we want to do. This is the concept. And lay it all out and then execute it. Since Wolf and Geek dropped their Surf Gang EP in 2014, they have created a growing fan base that has continued to accelerate. They've been very intentional about creating a following and brand.
times a disaster The passion, the method, don't lie in my past I lie face down in the past as I'm sad Rap, I deserve coming short up on your word Short up on the verbs cause my actions absurd I just wanna be heard, I'm just trying to be felt Took my eyes off of you and then I put them on myself Trying to get back, Lord I need your help Light of the world, living in the darkness Fall daily, grace catch me like a harness Fall daily, grace catch me like a harness it was definitely intentional. Mm -hmm. We're big on groundwork and impressions. Mm -hmm. So um, we comment on just about anything that we could comment on, give a positive feedback, what we could give positive feedback on, and try to stay away from the negative. And then, um, so we're on just about every website, trying to help build the whole Christian hip hop market, not just our market. Also, we, um, we intentionally use CHH tags and stuff like that or whatever. And then we pass out flyers, what a lot of Christian hip hop artists don't do. And we hit the road too. Yeah. So a lot of artists feel like uh, I dropped a project and now people going to book me. Yeah. Uh, versus us, we would drop a project and now we go out and make opportunities and, you know, get on other shows if that meant spending our own money to, you know, take advantage of opportunity. Since we, we in Cali right now, yeah. we've been here for 11 days. Yeah. The first two nights we were in the hotel. The second night we were sleeping on somebody's floor. Then we ended up getting an Airbnb and staying in there for a couple of days. Yeah. Now we're in the hotel tonight. So the whole thing wasn't beautiful, mm -hmm. but yeah. the grind was. Yeah. yeah. And we've been up and down Cali too. So, so we yeah. was at the Roxy. Then we came back up here to La Throp to do a concert with KB. Okay. Then we were back down in Azusa for yeah. the um, Jam the Hype conference. Okay. Um, then... We was back in L.A. for a couple of days, just yeah. working, doing interviews. We went to Vegas. Video shoots. Did a, did a radio in interviews. Vegas, yeah. And now we back up here again. And, and stuff like that, we really intentional. We got booked for one show and we looked at all the other opportunities. Like, let's take advantage. We don't want to come this far from home just to go right back. You know, what could we do? How could we, you know, impact more people, get in front of more people? A lot of opportunities just, you know, like on, on God's grace, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think he's faithful as well because we do work. And, he, you know, he opens up a lot of doors that we couldn't do it on our own so it's just it's like a mixture of everything but we are working we're not just sitting around waiting for an opportunity we're gonna create one Thank you for listening to Testimony, a musician's story. To hear this episode again, as well as past episodes, visit TestimonyStories.com. Until next time, I'm Brown Theory, the music lover constantly seeking positive music.